Hey, listen! Welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Welcome to episode 16. We have an awesome episode planned for you guys this week. But with me today, not only is the Nathan Wagner here. Hey guys, what's up? And Robert Douglas. Hey! We also have a very special guest all the way over from Progress Bar Radio, our wonderful host on this channel we have anthony shelton joining us what's up anthony hello yo all the way over like <laughs> one page the same click yes i am here what's yeah. up so uh we, we've been uh want to get anthony on the show for a while and uh looks like it worked out to get him get him on this week's episode and uh he's going to be joining us to talk a little bit about the n64 um we're gonna talk some destiny rise of iron news um, I know me and Nathan have been playing that a ton this week. Uh, I know, Anthony, you and Rob have played it a little bit. Uh, you played Taken King, but not much outside of that, correct? Right. Yeah, not anything outside of that. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll give you guys uh, some of our impressions so far, what we think, and if it's a worthwhile expansion. But before we do that, it's a birthday. <gasps> it's not my birthday. Ooh. It's not your birthday, Nathan. It is the Nintendo 64's birthday. It turned 20 years old this week, which is crazy, considering you know I had that for most of my childhood growing up, and it's 20 years old. It makes me feel really old. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I thought a cool way we could celebrate the N64's birthday on this week's show would just be kind of talking about what is everyone's kind of hidden gem game for the 64. You know, we all like Mario 64, Mario Kart, Ocarina of Time, right? Uh, but what are some maybe some games that maybe you owned and some of your friends didn't and you would kind of uh, always had a good time with, whether it's multiplayer, single player, um, lots of hidden gems, I think, on 64. And uh, kind of wanted to hear you guys' thoughts. So uh, who wants to start? I will start, I guess. Um, so I had a really hard time with this question, and I actually chose two, so I might be cheating a little bit. But um, the first one is a game called Body Harvest. Uh, it was a game that was originally, I believe, planned to be a release or a launch title for the N64, um, but it got delayed. There was a bunch of kind of issues with it and stuff like that, so it came out. And I believe it was October 1998. Um, and uh, it's a really cool game. It's kind of like one of the first like open-world-ish games. Um, you play through different levels and stuff like that. Um, but So is there, it like a 3D open world? Like Yeah, 3D open world. So like it was like a third-person perspective behind your character. Okay. Um, and it was basically aliens kind of uh, <laughs> invaded the world like every, I think, 40 years or something like that and like harvest organics from humans and stuff like that. Wow. And so you were playing this secret agent um, and went around and basically had to try and defeat aliens and um, shoot people. Um, but it was really cool because you could go around to different spots um, and kind of each level had a really big map that you could go around and complete different missions and stuff like that, which was really unique for the time. And then also you um, could play as... Uh, oh, I'm mix mixing my words here, but <laughs> really cool game. Kind of a, a little bit of a predecessor predecessor to Grand Theft Auto 3 so, on a lot of people have said. What was it rated? Body Hoverts? I actually think like it's rated... Oh, I think it was man. rated T for teen, if I remember. Okay, I, say. I didn't actually own this game. I played it at my friend's house. Okay. I don't think my <laughs> mom would have approved of me yeah. playing this game. But uh, it was so a really, probably really cool game back in the day. Um, so that's one of them. And then the other game I played a lot is... Uh, um, is Vigilante 8, which was kind of a cool, really cool, fun... Um, 
car um, never heard car of battle game. I've never heard of either of these. Really? Games. <laughs> okay. So Vigilante Eight was really cool because basically you got um, you could choose a bunch of different vehicles like pickup trucks, buses, and stuff like that, and then you would basically drive around the map and equip weapons and stuff like that, like rockets or machine guns or whatever, and you had to basically destroy... It's like Twisted Metal, kind of. Yeah, kind of like Twisted Metal. I never played Twisted Metal, though, so this is what I played on N64, <laughs> and I only played it like with my friends, so we would just go around and try and destroy each other. So it was a really fun multiplayer So when the new game. Twisted Metal game came out, you're like, oh, what a, what a cheap rip-off of Vigilante! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, those are kind of my two picks. Cool. Yeah, I, I never heard of any of those. It reminds me, the N64 had a lot of good racing games. Yes. There was a, a Volkswagen was, bug game uh, called Beetle Buggin'. The game was awesome. I, it was like an open world like adventure game where you played as a bug and you do races and find collectibles. It was a lot of fun. You've heard of that, but not Vigilante Eight. I haven't. Yeah, I was thinking. Part of it is I come from a big Volkswagen fan. My dad, <laughs> my grandma, like everyone, they love Volkswagen. So I think that was one of those weeks where my dad got to kind of pick what game we rented at Blockbuster. So he's okay. Get, get, get the, bug the Volkswagen game. Game. Get the bug game. <laughs> Oh man, there's some there's some nostalgia for you guys renting a game from Blockbuster. <laughs> yes, yeah, I I did that all the way through the the GameCube years. I remember I got Blockbuster had this mm-hmm. thing. It was like fifteen twenty bucks a month. It's kind of it was like GameFly. You could like rent a game. Oh yeah, play yeah. however however much you want. Come back, do another one. I I played through like so many GameCube games doing that, and a couple of them I ended up buying like F Zero and stuff like that. So that's I, awesome. I had yeah. a lot of a lot of good memories of renting games. Um. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, tell you my hidden gem, which is Iggy's Wrecking Balls. Or, wait, no. The intro goes, Iggy's Wrecking Balls! And it has, like, this really cheesy techno music. It was made by Acclaim and Iguana. And it was supposed to kind of be, I think, the Iguana-like logo. Like, Iggy himself is the main character. But it was, I love it because it's, like, such a unique game. There's never been another game like it. It's, like, a racing game, but it's also kind of like a platformer. So you're kind of like racing, you're doing like laps, but you're climbing around like puzzle or not, they're not puzzles, but they're like long platforms and there's like tricky platforming where, you know, things are moving. But the way you move is by like boosting your little character who's basically just a head, like little like ball characters. And they roll around, they go on like loops, like old Sonic games. And then you just like shoot like a little like grapple beam thing out <laughs> and you grab platforms and you like can go through platforms. And I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a, uh, it was a really fun game. I liked it a lot. I got it for uh, my birthday. It was one of the, my birthdays where my grandma took me to the store and she's like, you can pick out one game, any game you want. Green was my favorite color. He was a cool looking iguana on the cover, took a chance on it. And I, I really, really liked it. And it, uh, it had some really fun multiplayer as well. It takes a while to get used to the controls if you haven't played it before disclaimer uh but some really good uh, multiplayer in it and really neat characters there's like a character is like a big eyeball and there's like a sun and like an alien and stuff so um i had a lot of fun with it and i don't think i ever met another person who had that game so sweet sounds awesome yeah uh, you're the only person who i've ever met who's had it so yeah, yeah I, I made you play yeah. with me once yes. i remember yeah it was pretty fun it was i've never even heard of it <laughs> not, even, not totally surprising i have heard of body harvest though so okay. There's that. There you go. <laughs> um, for me, uh, mine was Army Men Sergeant's Heroes 2. And so, you know, like the old plastic Army Men? It was basically a game where you played as oh, yeah. them. Which, I mean, I don't know why this is kind of the hidden gem for me. Other than it was one of those games that we got at Blockbuster. You know, I would, my <laughs> mom would rent it for us. And we would play it a lot. I remember my brothers and I beat the campaign probably several times. 
And you could just get, you got all sorts of cool weapons. There were so many different weapons. So it was just like the original third person type shooter thing going on on the 64. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But you were sold, you were little tiny toys. So you played against the other toy army. And there's one level I remember where you were climbing through the walls and you're fighting off spiders and stuff, That's like cool. actual Black Widow spider things. So it was really, it was really fun. That's you so got like flamethrowers and all, and you it can made melt me think classic of like, people. Made me think of like Toy Story 2, like all the little army soldiers in that one. <laughs> Could you play as like yeah, and stuff yeah. like that or just as the toy soldiers? I think it was just the little guys. Okay. You were just the soldiers. But there was different like, classes. Like there was a rocket launcher yeah. one, like a machine gun one. And it made, it made parents there were okay with tanks it because there wasn't and, blood. And, you know? uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for when, you know, it was traumatizing when you used the flamethrower and melted the plastic soldier, so, you know. That's awesome. That's a crazy. Nice. That's a good pick. That multiplayer, and that's really fun. Um, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Sweet. What about you, Anthony? So, mine... Uh-oh. Why probably, are you hesitating, though? Did I steal Probably yours? most people know it, I would think. Okay. But then again, I knew about Vigilante 8. You didn't. I don't know how that happened. But <laughs> mine is Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yeah. Um, yes. Probably not a hidden gem, but it's a gem. Yeah. So whatever. See, I only owned the best of the best on the N64. So I didn't <laughs> so have any hidden gems. Money. I I just, yes, yes, that's eBay. Funny. So I, uh, yeah, that's just how I spent my money because it wasn't my money in the first place. It was my mother's. <laughs> so... That works. Yeah, episode one, Racer. Fantastic times. Me and my brother played it all the freaking time. That's Way cool. better than I anticipated. I was like, yes, this is what pod racing feels like. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's in the flesh. I could do it. I could be Sebulba. I could be Neva Key, Anakin, whoever. Frame rate was nice when I didn't even care about frame rate, but now I understand it was actually nice on the N64. <laughs> uh and it was a beautiful game too for that time. Yeah, you had to yeah, have the expansion gorgeous. pack, but it was it was a nice looking game for the N sixty four. Yes, it was better on the Dreamcast and probably the PC, but it was nice looking on the N sixty four. So not not on my PC. We my dad bought Rogue Squadron and uh, Pod Racer on PC. Made like a joystick, so the joystick made it really fun to play. But our computer was just like a piece of crap, so like it run. It ran it terribly, and it ran Rogue Squadron all right, though. So, like, I played a lot of Rogue Squadron. Didn't have a lot as much experience with Podracer. But when I finally, like, got the N64 version, like, for myself, I'm like, oh, this game is so much better. It's so smooth, and I can use a control I'm familiar with. And so, that's awesome. It, it was yeah, fun. apparently it got a worse score on the PC than it did on Dreamcast and N64 yeah, average. Oh, really? So. Yeah, well, who knows? I, I don't know. I didn't yeah, even know it was on the PC until I just looked it up right now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. realize that either. I didn't actually know it was on the Dreamcast or the uh, or the PC. <laughs> I just remember playing. I played it all the time on the 64 because yeah. I mean that's what existed in my mind at that time. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Dreamcast didn't exist. It was just <laughs> the N64. F Zero X or Pod Racer? Pod Racer. Pod Racer. F Zero X. Thank you. Thank you. Got, got another F Zero. I, I never another played F Zero X until I was like, I think in high school or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't, I didn't play it back. In the I, day. I will say I didn't grow up with F Zero X either, but it going back and playing it now, I was like, wow, this is a kind of revolutionary game. The frame rate's great. The graphics are really smooth and crisp. You can have thirty racers at a time. It's probably a and the music. Game. Graphics Music's are amazing. garbage. The, but well, the, I like, like how smooth it so is. Good. I felt like Pod Racer is more jagged than. The nice smooth textures of, of uh, F-Zero. Oh, yeah. But, 
Yeah, not, not the impressive. Although F Zero GX still holds up really well today. The GameCube F Zero. I, I love that game. Uh, but I brought that up like 50 times in the show, so we don't need to talk more about it. <laughs> yes. Um, great. Well, I think uh, we can move on from the 64. I, I think it's a great system that is going to you know, live in all of our hearts for a long time. Uh, I, I still have my 64 set up in my house with all the controllers and everything. And to this day, I still think the 64 is the most competitive uh, local multiplayer system. Like, between your Mario parties... Like Mario Tennis, GoldenEye, Mario Kart 64, like all those multiplayer games, like at least for me personally, I had so many, uh, so many like really angry (laughs) competitive matches with my brothers and stuff growing up. So, yeah. Well, I think like the PC had a bunch of local competitive games you could do, and you know, the Xbox had some local like Halo basically, but the Nintendo was the only one Nintendo 64 particularly was the only one where there were more than one competitive game and so you would take it you'd be like okay we're done with smash because we just started screaming at each other so let's switch over to pod racing now we're screaming at each other of that let's switch over to golden eye now we're screaming you know i mean at that point you're just strangling each other with the controller cords (laughs) (laughs) it was designed very nicely kind of like wolverine's claws so when you stabbed your brother in the face with it yeah (laughs) i can't i can't speak honestly to this issue because nostalgia just automatically puts it at that top level for me but it did have a lot of really good multiplayer games Mm mm-hmm I mean, that, just having four controller slots was perfect because I had two brothers right around the same age as me and then my dad as well. So all four of us would be able to play all that stuff. So lots of fun, lots of fun with the 64. Um, so moving into more of our news, one of the more interesting news articles I saw this week was that Titanfall 2, yet, yet to be released, um, has an exclusive multiplayer mode that is apparently locked behind a Buffalo Wild Wings paywall where it's a promotion where you have to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, order a certain menu item, and then you'll get a basically a redemption code that you can enter in online to unlock access to a specific multiplayer mode. And since then, EA has, you know, a lot of people are freaking out. EA has confirmed that there's there'll be some in-game credits or something else you can use to unlock it as well. Uh, but I don't know, I just thought it was hilarious that I've never seen a promotion like this where... Go eat a bunch of, you know, fast food or, you know, junk food or whatever, and then we'll give you a free mode in your video game. Like, I don't know. What That's do you guys think so about weird. This? That's ridiculous. I mean, the nearest Buffalo Wild Wings for me is three and a half hours away, so what am I going to do? Drive three and a half hours so I can unlock multiplayer? Not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to my friend about this who lives in Alaska, and he said the same thing. He's like, I live in Alaska. Like, there's no Buffalo Wild Wings up there, so I just like, don't have that available to me. Yeah, I mean, I know other companies have done something similar. Like, Destiny had a Red Bull thing where you could, if you bought a Red Bull and entered the code, you'd get, like, a, I think, like, a Sparrow, like, a, a vehicle or something like that. But, like, that was in, like, a 7-Eleven, which I feel like is a little bit more widespread. There are no 7-Elevens in Montana. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yes. uh, is, I mean, None? what is there in Montana? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's no wildlings either. Uh, they, I think they just I think there is. started coming to montana okay. like when i went to college they weren't there when i, I mean was montana just hit a million in population right so they're moving on up in the world moving on up in the world a million people <laughs> uh uh yeah those so are... here's the thing yeah go ahead it w- i i'm just trying to like people are freaking out and you know ea sucks titanfall 2 sucks all this other stuff mm-hmm. i feel like it's not a big deal because only only i'll say to qualify it 
if it gives you in-game advantages mm-hmm. through the Coliseum, okay, now now it's a problem. That's a huge deal. EA should be ashamed for considering all considering all the crap that they've done. Yeah, with pay to win, free to play. If it has any in-game advantage, it's a problem. If not, then it just comes down to people just want to complain about video games being a big business because at the end of the day, like this is what big entertainment does. Look at the NFL, look at the NBA, look at European football, <laughs> look at restaurants, right? Look at the movie theaters, look at grocery stores. Like this big businesses do these kind of cross promotions. It's been going on for decades and it doesn't really impact anybody's experience unless you're that person trying to get into whatever it is. So it's true. I'm just like, Y'all calm the frick down. Like, if you don't want to be involved <laughs> yeah, in when it, I heard this, I, don't be involved in it. <laughs> when I heard this, I knew a bunch of people would freak out, and I was like, they're not going to completely wall it off to where you can't ever play it again. They'll either release it yeah. as a DLC or put it in and make it available to unlock in the game or something like that. So Yeah, it's good that you can still unlock it in the game and do that kind of stuff. You know, it's not an exclusive mode that you can only play if you buy that. Um but I, I just thought it was hilarious that it's a Buffalo Wild Wings promotion to unlock some type of specific mode. It's not just like, oh, get an experience boost for an hour or you know, some vanity item. It's like a, a mode, which was interesting. But yeah, I uh, th- thought that was interesting. Uh, Titanfall 2, we played the beta a little bit. We talked about it, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. And uh, pretty fun. I, I don't think I'll pick it up. Um, but it looks pretty good for fans of the first game. Um, sweet. So, moving on. Uh, Nathan, you were telling me that there was a leak that happened this week. And it wasn't an NX rumor leak. It wasn't an <laughs> NX rumor leak. Um, yeah, so I just saw this. Um, PSX actually just got leaked. And I am actually looking right now. Um, Sony ju- officially just confirmed that it is... Oh, really? Just officially <laughs> Breaking confirmed. news! Breaking news! Just officially confirmed that is going to be uh, December um, 3rd and 4th in Anaheim, California. Um, and you can... I think you might be able to buy your tickets now or should be able to buy tickets soon for it. But this is an event they've done the last two years, I believe. Um, kind of focusing on the fans and fans can go and attend. And usually they have, like... A few little reveals. They have a few reveals. They focus on a lot of like their indie partners in indie games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll usually have like one or two kind of cool um, trailers or reveals. Yeah, so um, for it, so it's almost kind of like a big Nintendo Direct, but for Sony, and it's like an actual like at an actual physical place where you can go and like try out games, like a mini E3, yeah, but just for Sony stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that just got leaked, and then Sony just confirmed it for December third and fourth in Anaheim, California. So. If you want to go to that, uh, start saving and planning and getting your hotels, etc. in place. <laughs> or if you, I don't know, how close is that to you, Anthony? That's pretty close. A couple. If you Where live in Southern at? California, you can go. So I'm in San Diego, so yeah. yeah. However close that is, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Quite a couple hours. Uh, yeah, I mean, it so- sounds cool. PSX is always, you know, some new news and trailers and stuff that come out of there. Um, I feel like if you're a big Sony fan, that'd be cool to attend one of those. I I would be interested in going mostly just to try out all the new VR stuff because, uh, I mean, I'm not really in the business for VR. I, I'm not planning on buying one anytime in the next couple of years, but I think it would be cool to try it out and see see what it's like and try some of the new uh, projects they got going. But Yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. Well, um, official. official. December 3rd and 4th. Official. BSX. Uh, <laughs> moving on from there. 
one of my most uh, anticipated upcoming titles, Ukulele, um, the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, uh, put out a new Kickstarter update. Uh, got it in my email uh, a couple days ago in the morning. And Shovel Knight, uh, from the Shovel Knight game made by Yacht Club Games, is actually having a pretty cool cameo in Ukulele. Uh, Shovel Knight has kind of become a indie game kind of mascot almost in the last few years because it's well, you know, a really cool looking character, a really awesome game. It's been released, you know, on pretty much every platform now, and uh, he's just been kind of popping up all over the place. And now he's making it into Ukulele, which surprised me because this is the first time we've seen Shovel Knight in uh, 3D. So it's a really cool 3D model. The model was actually made by Yacht Club, the creators of Shovel Knight. Then they basically shipped it over to Playtonic. They put it in their game. I made sure it worked with like the aesthetic of their game, but then just kind of animated him, and uh, uh, they gave him a voice and everything. So I don't think he's you know a playable character or a main you know story element. I think he's probably just more just uh, one of the random NPCs who's in the world. You know, like you know, there's tons of those type of NPCs in Banjo Kazooie. You know, like the polar bear, you mm-hmm. got to go you know get get the presents for him or you know do this for this other character. So he's probably just you know the random characters you talk to you to get fetch something for, but. I know, I thought it was really cool, and they put out a new trailer for Ukulele, and man, I'm just, I'm so excited for this game. I, I want a new 3D platformer so bad. Like, Mario 3D World was great, but it didn't scratch the itch that I had for, like, exploring a 3D world with really good, you know, controls. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm really excited. What do you guys think? What do you think, Anthony? I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy seeing other characters in games. I'm actually glad he's not playable. Yeah, because uh, yeah, this is Platonic's yeah. first game, uh, and the focus should be on Yuka and Laylee. Mm-hmm. And now, when can I play a Shovel Knight? I really want to play Shovel Knight. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, glad he's an NPC. I'm glad he's not playable. It's cool that he's in it though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I saw a lot of people. I was looking on like some uh, boards and stuff after they announced, and people were like, "Oh, I love Shovel Knight." Like, I mean, I was always kind of looking at Luke Lay. I thought it looked cool, but now I'm totally gonna get it. So I think it's good. He's not going to be a main part of the game, but it is going to kind of get the game a little bit more attention and get some more people to jump in. And when they get in, I think they'll, they'll really like it because Ukulele looks like there's so many great NPCs and like character designs. And, you know, they all have the giant googly eyes <laughs> that Ray was known for. Oh, so. yeah. So I love it. it, it should, should I really loved it. about Shovel Knight. Um, if you watch the trailer for it, you know, it's doing like all the it's showing all the characters and more. And then it shows, you know, guest starring Shovel Knight. And then they show uh, Yokolele and Shovel Knight interacting. Mm-hmm. And he totally breaks the fourth wall. He's like, I seem to have stumbled upon the wrong game you know, or into the <laughs> wrong game. You're just like, this is what we want from a game like this. Fourth wall breaks that are yep. just hilarious. <laughs> but, but it's not that he said it. It's the way he said it. It's true, yes. <laughs> it's like, yo, 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 ho, 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 yo, 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 ho, yo, ho, 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 yo, yo. This is amazing. That perfect <laughs> the, the perfect lead, voice acting the lead director for ukulele is actually the head guy who uh who helped with the banjo games and he's actually the voice of banjo so you know like they're like yo 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 yeah and so like they've got like all those kind of like voice you know experience and so all the npcs in the game are having you know those those funny voices that uh we kind of came to came to love back in the day so it'll be it's so nostalgic it'll be great and got the grant kirkup music and uh, it's gonna be awesome. So that's supposed to come out next year. Early, that first quarter, they're saying. First so quarter. it was quarter originally slated when they first announced it. Yeah, that'd be end of this year, but then they pushed it to first quarter. So um, it'll be out on pretty much every platform, and then um, 
I, I would assume at some point get uh, an annex version, hopefully, if when that comes out. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. They're, they're really putting a lot of attention into the Wii U version as well. Um, they're having other dev studios port the PS4 and PC versions and stuff. So um, I'm excited. Hopefully, there's some uh, cool stuff with the gamepad as well. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, we are running a uh, little long on news, but that is okay. I think we'll probably just hit uh, probably one more story on here. That one. Yeah. Um, so. Better pick the right one. <laughs> no. uh, Be- Beyond no. Good and Evil. We'll, we'll talk about ah, that. Yes. Uh, yes. Beyond Good and Evil 2 was uh, teased. Uh, I, I'm not sure you said his name. Is it Michael Ansel? A- Michel Ansel. It, it's it's Fran- French. So Michael Ansel. Michel Ansel. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been teasing Beyond Good and Evil 2 for, what, like six years now or whatever. We got that trailer, put the trailer back out. in, like, I think it was 2009 or something, right? It was It was a long time ago. It's starting to hit Half-Life uh, 3 status. Like yeah, that. it was it was like four or five years ago at least. Um, it kind of got announced with like a trailer, then just kind of went dark for a couple of years. And U- Ubisoft in the last year or two has said, yes, the game still exists. It's still technically in development, but nothing else to announce at this time. And so we've been kind of getting little bits and pieces of art and other things from uh, Michael Ansel, who's uh, creator and director of the original one as well. And he put out a tease that basically had a photo of this cool-looking character, like a little like baby piglet, who is supposedly, you know, looks a lot like Pej, who's one of the main uh, protagonists in the original game. And so it just kind of stirred up a whole new fire and like, oh, why is it not announced if it's being made? And all these things have been coming out. And then there was a report earlier this year that it was on the NX and it would be an NX exclusive game. It was just a rumor. Um, and so people are saying, oh, well, maybe they're putting this out now to kind of you know put some stuff out and they know that the nx will be revealed soon and then we can reveal our game which is for the nx and so i don't know just lots of speculation uh but regardless of that do you guys think beyond good and evil 2 is real or is he just trolling us and is this game <laughs> never going to come out is it half-life 3 uh, i don't know what do you guys think it's got to come out eventually. This is, you know, unlike uh, Valve that decided that they're going to throw all their efforts into Steam and they don't know, they don't, they physically are not capable of putting out a third game. Mm-hmm. This is Ubisoft, and you know, they're they're good at making sequels, and they they always come through on <laughs> those. Assassin's Creed. The Assassin's Creed fan. <laughs> I'm just saying they they make them. What you can judge the quality of the game itself on your own, but they yeah. do come out with sequels, and so I think this is this is about as legit as we can get yeah. at this point. And it, it's such I a think... highly highly acclaimed game too, the original. So like it would make sense, right? I think I I do think it'll come out too. And now that The Last Guardian has finally had its release, I think Ubisoft <laughs> is feeling comfortable with the idea. You know what? The Last Guardian was delayed for 10 years. And it just We're got good. delayed again for like another month or two. <laughs> right, yeah. So Ubisoft, they're feeling good about themselves. But That's true. Ansel is working on another game, so I think oh, okay. he's the direction is, is being slowed. Yeah, he's working on Wild. So he's directing both. He wants both to be good. I think Ubisoft is giving him the creative freedom yes. to do that, which is yeah. good. Judging by the picture, I don't, I don't know what they're, what direction <laughs> they're taking with it. Yeah, there's a dude Looks with a little pig. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be a protagonist. I don't know if that's going to be NPC. I don't know. Either way. I think there's progress. There's progress, but don't expect 
it to anything to come of it for a while, yeah. I would say, especially with him yeah, yeah. still working on Wild and trying to finish that up. And Perhaps Ubisoft is trying to play it s- smart and, like, hey, if we don't officially, like, put anything out and kind of, you know, put another announcement and thing stuff out, it'll just kind of, you know, be the calm before the storm and we can kind of announce it when we're ready rather than, you know, like Last Guardian, which is, you know, I feel like been announced and had lots of stuff over the years and has been delayed more, but... I don't know. Yeah, uh, regardless, you... I think it'd be great. I, I didn't play the first one, actually, until late 2000s. I uh, downloaded it when it came out in HD for Xbox 360, and I loved it. I, I uh, At least adore, you played it. Good. Adore good. that game. Great, great I played game. it, I played it. I think, 2006. Or, I was, like, in eighth grade. My friend, I didn't have a GameCube, actually, but my friend had a GameCube, and he's like, dude, borrow my GameCube and play this game. So I What played, a great friend. Yeah, I think I played, like, about half of it or something like that, but it was really fun. That soundtrack's amazing, too. It's one of the most underrated soundtracks. I love the music on it. It's a great tune, so. Awesome. Very cool. So, we can move on into our next segment, which is talking about, da Rise of Iron. Uh, as we mentioned last week, new uh, Destiny launch uh, was released uh, one week ago. Um, Destiny Rise of Iron, it was a $30 expansion, and I was really excited about it because, uh, it was a next-gen, like, exclusive, so... It wasn't released on PS3 or Xbox 360. all the way up to, uh, this point, all the Destiny, like, the vanilla game, the, all the expansions and everything, they've been kind of dual developing, uh, for it to work on 360, PS3, as well as Xbox One and PS4, and so this one, they finally cut the cord and said, hey, you know, sorry... Time, time to upgrade your console if you want to keep playing Destiny. And they were able to really kind of do a lot more creatively with the spaces and, you know, graphically, obviously, and just some other cool uh, features, like putting in private matches. Apparently, it was just it was too uh, tricky to do on the old system. So there's been a lot of small improvements like that from just being on a, a next-gen system, not having to kind of uh, scale it down to old systems, which has been cool. But um, I thought we'd first start off nathan by talking about the story missions like what do you think of the story um it's a little bit short like just the main story missions itself but what do you think about like the writing and the cutscenes and just kind of the final counter and stuff without going into like spoilers or anything yeah yeah um i really enjoyed it i actually um got up early before work um on last <laughs> tuesday to play through it and i actually played through the entire story missions before i went to work and i was a little bit surprised because it was like Oh, that's the end. Um, it's pretty short. I think it takes about an hour and a half or something like that to play through the main story missions. Um, it's kind of up and down. The uh, one, three, and five are all really good. Like um, just kind of a neat areas you're exploring. Yeah, cause I think there's five story missions. Yeah, there's right? five story yeah. missions. Neat areas you're exploring, um, and there's a lot to do and kind of new environments and stuff, which is really cool. Um, and a lot of kind of cool bosses and fun mechanics and stuff, especially the last mission. Um, so that's good, but at the same time, it is really short. Um, so it's short, but really fun, and the cutscenes and stuff like that were really good. Cutscenes are beautiful. I felt like the <laughs> like it was so short though that it the story finally started to kind of get going, and then it was like, oh, good job, you beat it, you finished yeah. the story mission, and so that was kind of a a detractor. Um, but overall, it was really fun. It definitely felt like it was kind of like a little bit rushed to when they realized that they couldn't put Destiny Two out this year, um, and had to put something out. That could have been in yeah. September. I it's guess definitely that a very part of it. segmented story. It doesn't really tie in with a lot of the other kind of Destiny stories that have been told yet. It's very just kind of, hey, this is a short story that kind of explains what happened to these 
characters that we've heard about in the lore, but I haven't really seen anything. Um, but I thought the design, the levels were cool. Like they kind of brought you to a new snowy area and there's like SIVA, which is basically like infecting the different enemies and kind of mutating them into different looking creatures. And, uh, what did you think about kind of pulling, getting the backstory of someone we had seen before? I I think that's great. And destiny needs to do that more because there's all these NPCs, you know, and people in the tower that you interacted when the game first came out. Um, but you never really got to interact with them outside of, hey, you can buy a couple random items or pick up bounties. And so I think it's good that they're fleshing out more of these characters um, and kind of being able to say, hey, this is a character I've known for a year or two, and he actually, you know, I get to talk to him, and he has, you know, cutscenes, and I run around with him. So I think that kind of stuff is really cool. I'd like to see a lot more of that in Destiny going forward because the original story in Destiny and the cutscenes, it was like, there was no interaction. It was just you wandering around, <laughs> talking to a stranger. There was no direction. It was really confusing. And they've kind of strayed away from that. They haven't gone back and explained any of the original story. They're just kind of like, hey, we're moving on. We're going to tell self-contained stories <laughs> yes. with its own narrative that makes yeah. sense and are good. So I think that's that's awesome. And uh, although there's five story missions, there's a lot more uh, missions for like quests. And uh, you know, there's some new strikes and stuff. So there's more than just the, you know five new levels that you're playing. It's it's not necessarily short content. Just the main kind of narrative is uh, five levels itself. So yep. Yep. Um, good. I, I, I was going to say that sounds kind of not worth it to have yeah. five story <laughs> missions to take you what you say an hour and a half to play through and that's it you paid 30 dollars for five missions it took yeah, you an hour and a half to play through destiny this is... is your problem with destiny rob is the fact that you love play video games for stories and you love stories so much destiny you can't <laughs> play that way or you will like hate it which well, is why he's got way more problems than just story oh let's, well let's, yeah. let's not go there <laughs> that is true that well is just true. You... You you play Destiny. And it's it's definitely kind of grind. You're doing things you know over and over again to get new gear, and it's kind of all about you know trying to get that highlight level, raising you know your current weapons and finding new gear. And you know it's for me especially, it's more about the social part. You know being able to play with Nathan. I've made a ton of really good friends on there. We just kind of can all jump in and hang out and play. Um, and it's just a great game to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, if I played it by myself, like without any friends, I would not like destiny at all yeah if, if you're a solo player and you're playing destiny i i i don't blame you if you you uh so what you're saying <laughs> you is like the division tom clancy's division this is a first person shooter mmo well yeah it's definitely got mmo elements yeah, but it's, it's definitely like the division. better than the division yeah yeah well i mean the division kind of flopped terribly but I mean, yeah, same elements, you're grinding levels and that yeah. sort of thing. Well, and the great uh, thing is, like, Bungie, they're, they're great at, you know, kind of putting all those fine little details and handcrafting the worlds they're in. So, you know, every little part of that world is, you know, specifically designed with all their artists and different thing and all the exotic weapons. They're all really unique and they all look really cool. And so it's kind of yeah. just about seeing and getting all that kind of stuff. With, and like, they, they've done a great job with their community as well, and kind of listening and cultivating the Destiny community and um, listening to what the fans want and stuff, which has been neat. Yeah. Except when they randomly nerf things that don't need to be nerfed. But well, yeah, but, you know, we won't talk that's about always that. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, What did – I know both of you guys played Taken King, but you didn't really play it a ton after that. Uh, what were kind of some of the things maybe that turned you guys off of Destiny and maybe that you're wondering if Rise of Iron, any of that's improved? You got any – anything like that? <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Where do I start? God. I've complained about Destiny so much. Um, 
So Destiny turned me off mostly because of the repetition missions. Yeah. You cannot have a game that big and you're literally doing the same thing on every planet the exact same way. That is what you call boring. And that's exactly <laughs> what Destiny was. So I was hoping by the Taken King some of the mission structures would change and the way the missions played out would change. And for the most part, I would say it was better in the Taken King. I felt good. I, I bought it. I was fine with it. I didn't feel like I regretted it. Um, but it still <laughs> was Vanilla enough. Destiny. <laughs> huh? But better than it, Vanilla oh, yeah. Destiny, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, was, it still wasn't enough variety. It wasn't enough... Um, it wasn't enough mission variety for me to go, yeah, I want to keep playing this. I want to keep grinding so I could play the raid with my other light 4,000 character, you know, <laughs> friends. So, so you, know, you never played any of the raids, right? I haven't played any of the raids. And uh, uh, the other problem I had was the way light worked. Mm-hmm. No, I like had... <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, and I, I don't I like the way... And maybe they've changed some things in Rise of Iron since the Taken King, but at least when I played it, yeah. there were a lot of weapons that I enjoyed using but yeah, I got out of light range or exactly. something happened with the light. Yeah. Well, and it was like, originally... well, I need to increase my light. So in order for me to increase my light, I got to uh, equip this better art or this armor with more light. But it's got worse stats than the armor that I already mm-hmm. have. So I don't want to trade out my armor, but I need to increase my light in order to meet the criteria to go to the next mission or the raid or whatever the case may be. So I was like, this is dumb. I don't. I don't want to do this. I'd rather have it like Borderlands too. You're either at the level or you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't need level and light. That what they it's have too done confusing. since then, which is nice, is if you do get any um, gear and like, let's say you got a chest that you know is crappier stats, but it's a higher light level. You can say, oh man, I really like this chest I have, or this other chest, or whatever, and you can directly infuse that chest into the one that you like, and it'll just take that one's light level which is nice so it's like it's one-to-one infusion yeah it's yeah. one-to-one it used to be you'd have to like oh, okay. throw multiple pieces of gear into it to like slowly level it up to a high level where you can use it in end game okay. activities and now you can just throw anything okay. into any weapon and it'll be infused right away which was a huge thing like that That's that better. made things so much nicer you, you can like i can use the weapons i want whenever i want and i don't have to you know worry about uh the other stuff so that that is a little bit better uh, now, which is nice. But at the same time, most of the most of the drops and things you're getting are like random. So it's like you're just kind of you know playing. You're trying to get that you know thing mm-hmm. on the end of the hook. You're, <laughs> you're carried on the end of the stick. You know you're uh, uh, keep playing and hoping you get the right drops with the right rolls and stuff. But um, yep. I, I think the raids are seriously the the coolest thing about Destiny because I've never seen anything like that in a video game before, where you, you can jump into a challenge with six. Uh, six people, you know, and, and this is coming from someone who's never really played, you know, MMOs with like World of Warcraft raids or anything. But um, seeing this on a console, you can jump in with all these friends. There's all these you know, elaborate puzzles where you're not only just, you know, like you were kind of saying, Anthony, you're not just running through like a lot of the story missions, just shooting and killing everything in the screen, but you're actually solving puzzles and activating different platforms. And um, I never really got to go into the other ones like kind of blind. I kind of had a friends walk me through them you know who had done it before but uh this weekend 
uh, Nathan and I and a few other uh, friends, we all made a crew of all six of us. We went in Saturday blind. We knew nothing. We hadn't looked up anything. And we just kind of jumped in there. And it's just like, well, figure it out. Like, it doesn't give you really any clues or anything. And playing that on Saturday was, uh, oh, my gosh. I had so much fun doing that. It was just a great experience. And we only got to, like, one we of the only first got encounters. To, like, the second encounter of the raid, which usually I think there's yeah. three or four. Or we we like just basically that. weren't high enough level, which, you know, comes back to the problem. you got to grind and play a lot of the same stuff to kind of get your light level up which can be a chore, but, I mean, those high moments where you can go on to the raid and do those cool missions together are, um, are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and figuring out, when you actually figure out what you're supposed to be do, the mechanic it is to damage the boss or whatever it is to be able to um, advance in the raid is a really, really cool op- uh, moment of just, um, you just feel really good and it's neat to be able to experience that with friends and people you play with, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so we'll give more impressions next week of what we think of the raid. We're hoping to kind of at least get farther, hopefully complete it this weekend. Um, but so far, I, I, some, as someone who's played all the raids so far, I think this is could be in the running for my favorite. I really like the environment. I like the opening. Um, and it just has some really cool uh, gameplay mechanics and stuff. So um, honestly, even though Destiny is repetitive, I, I totally, totally get how uh, it can get old for people. Uh, the gameplay loop in Bungie with their gunplay, like, it's the best for me. Like, I, I tried getting into Borderlands and other games, and just it didn't feel as good as handling Destiny's weapons and, like, how how uh, they just kind of, you know, have their gameplay mechanics, and I just really, really enjoy uh, that that aspect of, uh, of Destiny. Like, No Man's Sky I was excited for, and it was fun for a while, but then once I realized I'm doing the same thing over and over, and it's just zapping things with the beam <laughs> like that got really boring but when i'm in destiny i'm doing the same things over it's not as boring to me because it's still really fun uh with the, the gameplay loop they have but yeah. my final definitely not for everyone if you like destiny or if you like taking king and enjoyed that um and you want something else to play you will get rise of iron you'll enjoy it there's a lot of new content you can play if it was something you didn't really like or it bugged you rise of iron isn't going to make you want to play it anymore yeah, for sure I, I would definitely wait for destiny 2 if you were ever unsure about destiny at some point yes. and um it's like i said it's definitely a social thing i love playing with my friends and i've made tons of new friends in the community it's got a great community where you can you know meet new people and hang out and stuff but uh if you don't have any friends playing right now i i don't know if i would recommend you getting it <laughs> to play it solo so yeah cool I think that's it i think that's it all right so we are in segment three. What we're playing this week. Uh, Rob, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah. So uh, this week I picked up NBA 2K17. So I've been playing a lot of that, uh, playing my career, which as far as I played uh, several of the other NBA 2K games, and this is probably my favorite. The career mode that I feel like I can get into the most has had a lot of extra stuff that I've really enjoyed doing, and it's been a lot of fun. Um I've also played a little Batman Arkham Knight, uh, just kind of progressing through the story there. Uh, did a little chill time with some FTL, and <laughs> continuing in Fallout 3, I'm not much further. I, I think I finished one or two side quests, but I haven't really gotten any much further than that. Classic Rob. I, I did, actually, I did, ha- I did have a really... Oh. ...thing. I put 55 hours into Fallout 3, which is... Okay, yeah, it's a big open world, and you're you're exploring a lot. I met my first Death Claw this week, which is like the big evil scary. thing that everyone talks Wait. that everyone's like 
super freaked out about. I haven't seen one, How and I've been playing for fifty-five hours. Fifty-five hours. Because <laughs> he's doing I don't know, the side and I've been stuff. Wandering... He's not progressing. No, no, no. But I'm. But no, you see, death claws. They're like a random um, encounter, and I haven't encountered them. I've been wandering through the wilderness. I did find one that was dead, but it was already dead when I found it. So it's just like <laughs> this is the first one that was alive that I found. It took. But I was such a high, I'm a high enough level that it took me about five seconds to kill it. So it wasn't even really all that scary. I was just like, oh, a death claw. What and I shot it and it died. Right now. Right. Rob? 22? Only 22. 22 and you've been playing for 55 hours? You need to maximize your time more, bro. <laughs> you need to play more Destiny. We gotta grind. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, there's not really as many levels as there are in Destiny. <laughs> No, but there's just a whole. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> I, I haven't played Fallout 3 yet, so I, I can tell you. Have you played Fallout 3? Judge the man for the way he plays his games. <laughs> no, no, I don't have time. Yeah. I still haven't played Skyrim sitting on my PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never really was able to the, get into those. Skyrim is the only Bethesda game I think I ever played, but I think I put like 80. You did a lot of Skyrim back in the day. Yeah, like 80, 90 hours or something. Nice. That's good. That's not a lot. No, not, not for person. Bethesda. For Nathan, that's pretty good. For me, that's, that's a lot. Dude, I think I have 180 hours into the Mass Effect series, so that's not a lot. <laughs> we won't even talk how much time we put into Destiny. Um, so, <laughs> for me, uh, definitely Destiny. Lots of Destiny this week. Getting ready to do the raid this weekend and pl- playing that a lot on Saturday. Um, however, uh, like I said last week, fixed up my NES, and so I've been playing uh, some more DuckTales, still struggling to finish the levels i get to the boss rooms and the bosses just wreck me because i only have three health and it's a little frustrating but a lot, a lot of fun still uh, but i actually picked up nes kung fu i never owned it but i played it a lot as a kid i think it was one of the nes launch games very simple just arcade game you're you know going left to right and uh, right to left when you get to the next level and just uh punching and kicking enemies uh defeating the boss at the end just trying to get a high score and survive as long as you can so uh i've had some fun uh, playing that game, kind of reminiscing some of my memories and playing Kung Fu. So um, let me know if there's... I, I'm kind of in the mood to buy like NES games. I'm looking around and seeing which games maybe I've missed in my collection and ones that aren't going to be on the mini because I'm probably going to get that. Uh, so if you have any NES recommendations, either from you guys or listeners out on the show, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, just let me know, and I'd uh, love to see some recommendations to pick up some new uh, Nintendo games. So, yeah, sweet. Nathan? Anthony? One of you guys? Someone? I have also played a lot of Destiny um, since Rise of Iron Drop. That's pretty much all I've played the last week. Launch week is very exciting. Yeah, launch week is really exciting. I was trying to get my light level high enough to do the raid um, last weekend with friends, so I played that a lot. Um, Really enjoyed it. Uh, Hearing that makes me cringe. (laughs) (laughs) You should have let Anthony log in your account and do it for you. He would have loved that. What? Raising your light level. Oh, yeah. Just running strikes for days. <laughs> uh, but I had a friend, my old college me. roommate, visited uh, <laughs> over the weekend, and we played some Smash 4 with him, which is a pretty regular occurrence, but really, f- I had played it jump in like Smash. two weeks or something like that, which is a long time for me. So yeah. played some more Smash, and I actually w- was able to beat him, which is the first time I think I ever beat him. So wow. <laughs> either I've gotten better, or he's gotten worse, worse or a combination of You've both. gotten better. You, you play but, pretty decent Mario yeah. now. You're, you're good at Mario. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know, I know. Rob has background of Smash. You, you play Smash Bros. Anthony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, 
Yeah. Which version was? Would you say is your favorite? Ah, uh, uh, the sixty-four or melee, one of those. Melee. I fell off off a of brawl. I got back on Wii. Didn't like the online, so I traded it in. Because I was like, <laughs> I'm not playing this game by myself. Yeah, the online. online. Is, uh, and if the online is garbage, not so. very good. Oh yeah, it's better than brawl, but it's still garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's just one of those games that you have to play with people in a room. Yeah. Yeah. It's much better. Don't oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved it for the, uh, the eight player mode too. Cause coming from a big family and stuff, I can bring it down for like family gatherings around holidays. And like everyone grab a controller, eight player smash. Let's go. And it just, it's just chaos. Like it doesn't work very well. Uh, just cause there's so much going on, but it's just a fun game to jump in with everyone, which is a lot of fun. No more having to share the controller between my siblings and stuff. So nice. <laughs> a lot of fun with Smash. Uh, Anthony, what about you? What are you playing? Yeah, if you're familiar with me, you know what I've been playing. I've been playing a <laughs> million hours of Overwatch on PS4 and PC, mostly PC. But taking a break from competitive. Can't do it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Taking a break. I haven't gotten into uh, the competitive season yet. Why are you not liking it so far? Well, here's the thing. Isn't it hard to live with an uncooperative roommate, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like you got, yeah. It's it's like, dear God, I got to come home, open the door, and here's my roommate who won't clean the house. You won't, you won't do nothing. Leaves his laundry all over the place. So it's kind of the same thing with Overwatch. It's for 15 minutes you have to live with and team with uncooperative teammates all the time. <laughs> that makes sense. So that makes sense. I love the intensity and the fight to raise rank. Like I I love competition. So it I. It's fun, but, uh, you know, when your intelligence is higher than your teammates and they don't know what to do, it kind of wears on you after like a you're while. You're playing a healer. Stop trying to DPS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, quick play, great change of pace because it's sillier. You pick whoever the frick you want yeah. and just let her rip. So uh, played some Halo 5 a little bit. Installed the latest update, but it's also been a while since I've played it, so I probably installed like three other right? updates. Yeah, turned out to be like 11 gigabytes. Oh my! So no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played a few matches of that and stunk it up real bad. It's been a while since <laughs> I played, so yeah. you know how it goes. You haven't played in a while. You remember how good you were, so you yeah. want to invest your time trying to get back to where you were, and that's what <laughs> yeah. I want to do. But I don't have time to do that, so I, I've seen lots of uh, I have stuff, to focus on but... Overwatch. Have you huh? messed around with any of the the Forge stuff? I've seen some really cool community maps on Halo Five. I haven't. I haven't on PC. I have messed with it a little bit on mm-hmm. the Xbox, but I'm not like a big forger, so okay. yeah. terribly uncreative. Last time I tried to do Forge was in Halo Reach, and I basically just tried to recreate Time Splitters two maps. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the extent of my forging. I got. I got to look that up on my uh, picture. Get those maps, man. What? Time Splitters 2? Yeah, I didn't dude. finish them. Oh, okay. I got inspired for about a day. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm it good. like when I play Minecraft. I play it for about an hour, and then I'm like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. This is boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm done building stuff for the fun of it. Uh, so while the Halo 5 update was downloading, I jumped back into Rocket League yeah. and played Rumble for the first time, and I don't like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the idea of different. using items sounds fun, but I couldn't get with it. I don't know if it's because I haven't played in a while, so I was just garbage. I couldn't even play the regular game mm. that well. 
So I not only did I have to wrestle with hitting the ball just regularly, I had to figure out how to use the items effectively. <laughs> so it's like take yeah. basic Rocket League, and if you suck at it already, the items actually magnify how bad you are because <laughs> the ball is just going all over the place, and you already have a hard enough time controlling it without items. Mm-hmm. So that it's kind of the beautiful thing about Mario Kart, right? You suck at racing games, but the items gave you the ability to wreck someone who is better than you. So you still sucked, (laughs) but the items kind of leveled the field a bit, a a little bit. Rocket League doesn't feel that way. And maybe that's what I was expecting. I don't know, but yeah, that makes sense. Well, I got to give it a shot again. It was interesting, too, because unlike Mario Kart, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you just automatically get the items. Once you use an item, it just starts like a, I think it's like a 10 second timer or something. And then you automatically just get another random item. And so there's Yeah, once the game starts. Yeah, it's like a automatic, just like cooldown. Yeah, so it's just kind of crazy because items are going on like twenty four seven. Unlike Mario Kart, where you're like, okay, like I got my shell. We use items. And we, you know, we got to race. You know, half a lap before we get the next item boxes, and you can miss an item box, or someone else could take it from you. So it's just well, a there's a strategy to it. Yeah, yeah. and there's uh, a strategy, not just run and gun. For sure. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I I played it only two or three rounds of it. I was doing it with my friend Adam, and uh, it, was, it was pretty fun to just mess around with, just casually uh, with a buddy. But uh, I'd still, you know, prefer to play a just online standard rank. That's I think uh, where I have the most fun with the game. So, yep. sweet, but sweet. Uh, so our final segment, we thought uh, we would try something we've been wanting to do for a while. And since Anthony was on the show, I asked him if uh, he wanted to kind of host this next section. And uh, that would be doing uh, video game twenty questions. Uh, so basically, the rules of the game are uh, our host are you Anthony. Hosting or me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Anthony picked out a game. Uh, no idea what it is. He was uh, trolling me earlier on Twitter saying he was going to pick an obscure game. We'd have no idea what it was. Uh, so hopefully, this is the game. Which we've is heard why you brought me along. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll just be able to ask twenty yes or no questions to kind of narrow it down and try to figure out. Uh, what game uh, Anthony is uh, thinking about. And so, Anthony, I hope you got uh, everything on there. Maybe you got a Wikipedia page so you know random questions like when it came out and stuff. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and ask those questions. So, Anthony, you want to keep track of how many questions we ask? Let us know where we're at. And we'll oh, yeah. I'm going to let it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. You, 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 right. you have the mic. Right. Take the floor. Take the floor. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah! Hey, hey! You know I've done this before. <laughs> All right. So twenty questions. I have my game. I could I could have picked Vigilante Eight. We would have been we would have been good. None of y'all would have got it. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> I do have my game. So uh, Jeffrey, we'll start with you since this is your show. Go ahead and ask your first question. All righty. I'm gonna say, was this a game? That originally came out in the 1990s. It is. Yes. All right. Question number one. Good first. It came out in the 90s. Narrowing it down. Originally released in the 90s, so it could technically have been released later. Like you know, like Crazy Taxi Mm -hmm. got ported other things. Hey, hey, hey! hey, This is 20 questions. Okay, okay. Moderate you. Moderate you. (laughs) Just extra talking. Was this a game that released on a Nintendo platform? It is. Okay. That's two questions. Okay. Rob, so your just, question. I'm going to try and narrow down the Nintendo platform. So was this released on the Nintendo 64? It was. Dude. It was. That's three <laughs> questions. Three for three. All right. 
Sounded Dude, good. Sounded one of good. these trolls actually is vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Jeffrey, what's your question? Fourth question. Okay. Um, is this a Nintendo, like first party, like Nintendo developed game? It is. All right. That's, That's four for four. Nathan, does, your question. Does this game feature Mario in any sense? It does not. All right. Crap. <laughs> All I see four games are Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob, sixth question. Maybe I need to know, but not Mario. Did this game feature any of the Nintendo main characters? Well, that <laughs> well define main characters. Define, define main, main characters. characters. No, 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 no. That's his question. Nope. Six. I, I was just thinking, like, Zelda. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The answer is yes. <laughs> Okay. Seventh question, Jeffrey. Uh, how does that help us, Rob? <laughs> Sorry, I, I was. That's, I was that's your sixth question. Like the the other like other platform characters and stuff on the sixty four. Yeah. So I was narrowing it down to so like exclusive Jr. Nintendo characters. characters. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, seventh question. Okay, is this uh, is this a uh, racing game? Does it involve racing? No, it is not. No racing. Okay. No racing. Eighth question. Um, do you or can you shoot projectiles in this game? Ooh, that's a good question. You can. Okay. Okay. So it might not necessarily revolve around shooting projectiles, but, but you but can. It's so like Don Gun 64. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can, can shoot projectiles. Good. Right? Yep. Uh, Ninth question. Cold Knight wouldn't. That's rare. Uh, yeah. Rob? I'm going to go. <laughs> is this a. Donkey Kong title. It is not. Okay. There's only one Donkey Kong. Tenth question. Yeah, DK64. Yeah. Okay. He was trying to go for it without actually saying it. Yeah, I was testing the waters here. I'm trying to think. So, it involves shooting. 64 game. You said it wasn't a racing game, right? All right, I'm going to clarify. Do a clarifying question here. Uh,. Was this game exclusive to the Nintendo 64? Or was it also in arcades, maybe PS1, anything else? Was, was technically, no, but I, technically no, but I'm going to leave it at yes. So it probably like maybe got re-released or something like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, I think I, I think I got an idea. Uh, well, there's no Question 12. <laughs> I got um, an idea. I got an idea. You have an idea. Um, I ask if it's like a was in a if it's like a series that's did, that's still like a, okay. Is this a series that Nintendo has made a game for in the last five years? Is that to think about it? Nintendo has left a lot of yes in the last five years. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh okay. man. Question thirteen. Oh man, I'm I'm struggling with any sort of direction. Nothing's come to mind right now. <laughs> we need, I think we need to figure out more about who you play as. So like, it's not Mario, but like, I feel like most other mascots are like animals or something. Yeah. So like, maybe try to I don't know, figure out some type of question that we can figure out what type what you're playing as. Are you playing as a Instead of a vehicle, an animal, a human-like character. <laughs> I don't know. 
Too much speculation, not enough questions. <laughs> did you? <laughs> uh, did you play as a bear? No. That's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no, I was just. I guess question fourteen. All right. We are on question can you, fourteen. Can you fly in this game? No. Is there? Can you jump in this game? Like, is there platforming? Yes. Yes. There's platforming. We're on question sixteen now. Oh gosh, dang it! Uh oh, we're really close. Oh man, we're getting really close here, and we're not doing so well. No. Okay, see, it's a. You can jump. Platformers. Anthony's got this devious smile, just like, oh, you guys got no idea. Uh, I'm surprised. So there's a Nintendo made game. There is shooting and platforming. Not Mario. No Mario at all. We never really landed on what genre it was. No. I mean, it's probably, I mean what other 3D... Are there like 3D action adventure games other than Donkey Kong and Mario and Nintendo made? Rob, it's your question. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> Jeff, that's what I was kind of thinking. So is it a platformer <laughs> type game? It is. We're on question 17 now. Three questions Kirby. to go. Oh. There's three of you. It could be Kirby. It could be Kirby. That's the. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, Hall Laboratory, but Nintendo Post Nintendo. Um, but I don't think Crystal Shards ever got, or whatever that game is called. All right, well, what? Okay. Do you play as a human character? No. Okay. I think, I think it could be Kirby. Two questions left. I think it could be Kirby. Should I, should I waste? I don't know. I mean, is there any more clarifying <laughs> questions? Uh, I mean, I could ask if it's pink. Two questions left. You ask if it's... Uh, if it's no, science. no, no. He can ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> is this a hybrid 2D and 3D game? Like side-scrolling 3D platforming game? Are you talking like, um, uh, like two point five D? Yeah, like two point five D. Three D models, but like, going left and right, right? Yeah. Or is that what you're saying? Yes. Three D models, but a side scroller. Yeah. Yes, it is. Dude, Rob. One question left. Go it's... for it. Yeah, it's Rob. the Kirby game. I forget what it's called though. That is Crystal your last. Shard. Is that your final question? That's it our, can't yeah, be anything yeah. else. It has to be. Is that your final question? I'll give you the question it, and let you have a guess. Is it Kirby Crystal Shard? No. Oh. Oh. It what, is what? not. Wait. Sorry. So now, I sidetracked us with Kirby. Can you, can you give us a hint? You, give us a hint here? No. I mean, like, we got, do you, you have been 20 asking for hints this whole time. <laughs> So now, make your final guess. Put all the knowledge you've okay. acquired. I should have brought my N64 games in here. And make your final <laughs> guess. Wait, what? I can't even think of any uh, games that were side-scrolling. Well, it's 2.5D. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't quite say it's 2.5D, but it is 3D. 3D. But it is 2. a 3D side-scroll. Yeah. It doesn't have Mario in it. Yeah, is there a Mega Man? Uh, like Paper Mario, but no. 
There's a Mega Man, but well, that's, it's not that's, not, that's not Nintendo published, and that's more of a 3D open world thing. Could it not be? Could it be? It could be Paper Mario, right? No, you asked if there was I'll give you one minute. Because it said he wasn't right. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. Goodness, goodness. What? There is some shooting. Mostly, It's a platformer, though. You move inside. Oh! Wait, no. Mario's in that game. I was thinking Yoshi's Story. Yoshi's Story. Because you're shooting eggs. You're platforming. But that's mostly 2D. It's not really 3D models. Dang it. Ah. That's the closest thing I could think of. I have no thirty idea. seconds. Oh no! Any game? I'll just uh, I'll just go with Yoshi's Story. I mean, that's all I can think of. Is that your final answer? I mean, that's, that's our guess. All I got. You guys agree with this answer? <laughs> I will. Yeah. Give my agreement. You still have fifteen seconds to talk it over. Uh, um, <laughs> it's not right, guys. You said it's not right. <laughs> Ten seconds. Smash Bros. Yeah, I can't. The only thing that's coming to my mind is Mega Man. Man. That's not it. Can't be Smash Bros. Five, four, three, two, one. What is your final answer? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Yoshi Story is Mario. I don't know. Yoshi Story is the only thing I think of. What is the game, Anthony? The answer is for you, for Yoshi Story, the actual game. Your clutch, it's Yoshi's story. Yeah! (laughs) I don't know how you put that together, but yeah, it's Yoshi's story. Why other games are going left to right that's made by Nintendo? And then I was thinking of the shooting. I'm like, shooting? What platform are you shooting things? I'm like, Yoshi, you're freaking throwing eggs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. said beautiful Joe, but that was GameCube. Yeah. This was in 64. Good, good call, Jeff. I totally forgot. I, I, I never owned it. Yeah, when he said Yoshi's story, I was like, I'm just going to let them talk, and maybe they'll get <laughs> Jerk. off of <laughs> I know, you're like, oh, you do you want to change your answer or that. something else? Give us- well, if we would have changed our answer, I would have Seriously. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you would wait, uh, could get no, the reaction. Baby Mario is in Yoshi's story, though. I think you led us astray there. No, he's not. Baby Mario is not in Yoshi's story. It's only Yoshi, sure. and There's you have only, the other Yoshis. Only Yoshi Island? Yeah, I think that's right. Cause I think, Yoshi oh, Island. Yoshi's right. Island. Oh. Yeah, Yoshi Island's yeah, Yoshi Island more yeah. just about the fruit it's and gathering like, Yoshis yep. from the castle. I, yep. yeah, I guess you're right. Yep. That, that's what threw me off, because I, I thought about it earlier, but I didn't say anything, because I'm like, oh, it has Mario. And I'm pretty sure Baby Mario. Yeah. Wow. That, that, was, that was a good pick. That, that was a, I think that was a good first round. No, that was, that was, that was a really good first round. round. That was. That was. Yeah. That was good. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Anthony. Feeling <laughs> to those Thank Nintendo you. nerds. Ye- Jaeger yeah, that was chat good. Is, said he loved the suspense. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was suspenseful for you guys. Yes. So, uh, Sweet. Well, before we go, uh, Anthony, you want to let our audience know where they can uh, find you? On Twitter, at SirKibble2. And on Twitch, SirKibble2 as well. I stream Overwatch if you're interested in that. And you can find me at GameWatcher.com where I write reviews. Sweet. Awesome. So make sure you guys look up Anthony. He's got uh, lots, of, lots of great Overwatch stuff you can watch uh, online. I've uh, tuned into some of his streams every once in a while. Um, a lot of fun there. And uh, we, uh, we kind of wishing you the best on your Overwatch. And uh, let us know anytime mm-hmm. you're doing any of those uh, broadcasts. We'd love to, to tweet those out and uh, spread the word on that because I think that's uh, super cool that you're doing that. So awesome. Awesome. Um, sweet. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. 
Uh, make sure to follow us on there to get more information about our shows. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can uh, find us on there. Listen to our shows whenever you want. And uh, send us out today. We got uh, Toe Jam Jammin' from the Toe Jam and Earl official soundtrack to the Sega Genesis. Great game. Great game. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see ya.